0: Lead, red, white, and black. The next half an hour is for you. Welcome to The Animal Enclosure.
1: Look, this is going to sound like a, a, a crying St Killer supporter, but they have not really received the benefit of this new AFL initiative to tweak the fixture in favour of the teams at the lower end of the lap. The fixture this year has them like the second or third hardest draw in the year, despite finishing 11th and despite not finishing in the final since 2011.
0: The Animal Enclosure, sharing opinions, sometimes incoherent but always passionate.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Animal Enclosure for the first time in season 2019. It's a little unusual for us, given the the events of last season, that we we are back on the air with the Saints having won two games from two starts and uh, looking pretty good. Uh, and maybe that's because we we've grown, grown a little bit accustomed to things not going so well. But it's it's definitely one of those situations where winning definitely beats losing nail-biting result in round one, where we won by a point over the Gold Coast. One of those sort of games where, a little bit like round one last year, where we sort of expected some really good things and the win was almost disappointing because of the fact that it didn't sort of play out the way we liked. We might talk a little bit later on about what Gold Coast round two victory means uh, in retrospect for our first round win. And then on the weekend, one of the greatest delights that can be in football, we knocked off the Bombers. They were expected to to go really well this year, top four. Some pundits had them. They're now sitting near the tail end of the ladder, 0-2, while the Saints fly high in fifth, 2-0. It's been a it's been a fantastic start to the year on the back of our JLT form, where we won both games there. It's there's a lot to there's a lot to like so far in, in 2019. Which but you know, as Saints fans, we have become accustomed and probably always a little bit wary of of what might lie ahead uh, to burst our bubble. So we're not getting too carried away. Like the old cliche says, we'll take it one week at a time. But joining me shortly will be Monkey to sort of go through the events of Saturday and the, the Saints eleven point victory over the bombers. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts so please join the, the conversation online you can find us on all the all the main social media accounts or or maybe the oldies type ones where we are on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at animal enclosure please by all means jump online and and um, and share share with us your thoughts We'll also have a, a poll after today looking for the, the all-star of the round, the, the, Saint, um, the Saint that played the best game and, and with a view to sort of producing the animal enclosures player of the year for 2019. But with that out of the way, I've got a big grumpy man waiting to have his first say on the Saints in 2019. So let's get ready for some knee jerk reaction with Monkey.
0: The Animal Enclosure, the weekly take on all things St Kilda. Knee Jerk Reaction.
1: As promised, or some might say threatened, joining me now for Knee Jerk Reaction is Monkey. Even even you, probably one of the most pessimistic St Kilda supporters on the planet, must be feeling pretty good about how things sit right now.
0: Yes, yes I am feeling pretty good. I, um, I <laughs> you would never have picked two and zero to start off with, especially, look, I uh, I don't rate the Gold Coast, but especially with um, Essendon, like everyone gave them a chance to win the premiership this year. But yeah, no, we're going all right, and I, I think we're a strong chance this weekend as well.
1: After after Essendon's performance against GWS, I did, but yeah, I couldn't believe that the Saints were three dollars forty um, or nearly four bucks. I think by the time the ball bounced on Saturday against yep. a side that lost by seventy points the week before, that was crazy. Then there's there's a few things not going quite right down there.
0: No, there's. Definitely, um, yeah. Basket case at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. What, so. one thing I
1: did find interesting, and this is this is a, for those of you worried that um, that we're turning into an Essendon podcast. It's not. It's, just, it's the animal enclosure. We're talking all things St Kilda. But it's it's good to laugh, at Essendon, for a minute. What I yes. did enjoy reading in the paper today was Mark Robinson posing the idea that James Hurd potentially loomed as a replacement for John Walker's fault as coach of right. Essendon, forgetting forgetting for a minute that James Hurd. Didn't get sacked because of the drug saga. It got sacked because if I, if I'm not mistaken, his last
0: game in charge of Essendon was like a 108 point loss to St Kilda. I think it was, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I um watched both footy shows last night and they were um talking about this and apparently Mark Robertson and James are pretty close. Yeah. And um, well it, it, you gave it back to your mates, I suppose. But yeah, you know, look, it, he'll never coach at Essendon again. Even Tim Watson said that. Never ever again he'll coach at Essendon.
1: Look, it, it's you'd think that um. That um Michael Voss has a better chance than James Heard of coaching again. But yes. um uh, you never know. The thing about right. it is you could already you've already seen the um the propagandas sort of going out in his favour and, and the questions being posed, so he yeah, doesn't actually have to do much at um, the questions being posed for him. But that is true. The most important thing here is stuff the bombers. Let's talk yep. about the Saints. New jerk reaction. reaction first one. First one. We should all feel a lot better about our Gold Coast win after their performance
0: against Fremantle on the weekend. Oh, you have to. like, I, We all thought Gold Coast were no good. And to beat them by a point, we probably... And we were lucky. Not so lucky, but like, we, we played well. I think, yeah, yeah you have to. Um, everyone rates Fremantle. I don't, personally. But Gold Coast come from nowhere to win it. So maybe they are a better side than what we thought. Yeah, we have to rate it as a good win. So. It's a better win
1: than we thought. Like as in it was definitely one of those games where it um, felt almost like a loss afterwards. Yes. A bit like Brisbane last year in round one, where we yeah. sort of we, we snuck over the line, didn't really look like doing much but snuck over the line and it's like, Well gee, Brisbane are rubbish, but Brisbane sort of showed that they were better than that. I think I think Gold Coast are gonna surprise a few teams up there this year. I think that that um, Stuart Jew has got them playing a a style of footy that's that, that keeps them in games that like I don't see them I mean I say this knowing that they 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 beat Sydney last year but I don't see them really surprising a big team like I think the sides no. that are, are going to go close to the flag will will roll them um, yeah yeah but they'll win they'll win a few games this year and they're, they're not as they're not as bad as we all thought they were so I think we should actually feel a little bit happier about um, where we sit after that one point win it it, it's not all the doom and gloom that we thought it might have been.
0: I think they're a better side than what they people are giving them credit for. So, I, think uh, yeah.
1: I think there's a serious chance that the Wooden Spooner could win six games this year.
0: funny enough, I was thinking about this the, um, the other day, and I, I thought, yes, I could see the Wooden Spooner being th- four, five, six wins, probably six, and top of the ladder could be just separated by percentage down to six. There's, they're, there's they're, usually always one bad team.
1: But it feels, it feels like the competition's pretty even. We got lucky against the Bombers.
0: A better team would have punished our first quarter wastefulness. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, especially the errors the Bombers created. Not me- the Bombers, they're talking about their list going, they're a top four side and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe a West Coast or a Collingwood or a, maybe might have punished us, but... We had enough of the ball, so yeah, we did waste it, but we still defended well. So,
1: and yeah, I, I think I think where we want to ultimately be, that team puts Essendon away, and they're up by five or six goals at quarter time, and they're up by ten yeah. or eleven at half time And that game's just so, yeah. um, the idea that that the game was still alive at quarter time and and um, and was, was was in the balance until the last minutes. Um, yeah, the last sort of half a dozen minutes was was a um, was not a fair reflection of of our early dominance. I think we spent a lot of time in the the third quarter, sort of holding on and sort of yeah. weathering weathering the storm. But um, yeah, look, if we if we took our chances, and that's, that's the other thing about it is is that momentum's such a important thing in the game. Um, yeah, you put those goals on the board, and all of a sudden it's it's it's, it's yeah. not just it's not just for you; it's against them too. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was disappointing that we sort of fell into the same traps that we've fallen into the last few years. But it was promising that, unlike past years, they found a way to to win it in the end. I was
0: going to say, yeah, we didn't roll over. Yeah. So.
1: Matt Parker is the recruit of the year.
0: Well, he's the find of the year. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I've seen so far. I say this all the time with these guys What is he, 23? I reckon I read somewhere He's pretty young, yeah Yeah, 22, 23 They're mature bodies These kids, you've got to have kids and I understand that But you have to have mature bodies They play senior football This guy was playing, apparently he was playing in third grade Waffle um, three or four years, two, three two, years
1: two ago.
0: Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to be the recru- recruit of the year. So well, so far, going on two rounds, I suppose. But um, yeah, he, and he's the cult hero, like, and that's what you need. You want people in the in the ground watching stuff like that, and yeah. So he's a fine, yeah. And whoever picked him up, like whoever found him, is a genius. So it's one of those. Um, he's he's clever.
1: He's tough. He's hard as nails. He's quick um he is he is exciting he's quick for a big boy isn't he yeah he's he's yeah. exciting and he hurts people He saw that on yeah. the, on the weekend he he's tackles yeah. his tackle stick um yeah. and he's he's a presence and i think um i think opposition backmen are, are going to be worried going forward about him him being around um the yeah. way that he sort of the way that he sort of um, and and, that's, and that was the thing when you look at um, his highlight package when we recruited him in the off season it, it was it was the common theme amongst pretty much all the mature age players that we picked up all of them are line breakers they all yep. lay tackles they all can kick goals it was a definite it was a definite indicator of what sort of style of play the Saints were going to play this year when you sort of sit yeah. there and go gee look at that guy he runs yeah, exactly. he's quick he takes yeah. the line on he lays tackles yeah no we know what we know what these guys are wanting to do, um, but yeah, you look at um, Parker this year and Tim Kelly last year from Geelong. You, you um, sort of blokes playing in the waffle this year are going to be wanting to sort of, you know, put on a put on a show because
0: there's going to be 18 clubs looking, looking pretty hard. Exactly. Yeah, and even they've got. The, is this the first year for the um, half year um, draft? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be looking, aren't they? Like, and that's the whole thing. And I, I, I say that. Like, I understand you've got to have young kids and stuff like that, but big young kids take a long time. And we, we'll find that out with, um, what's his name? Is it Max King? Which Max one King, we got? Yeah, yeah. Max King. He'll we'll take both, a long we'll time. We'll have both
1: of them soon enough. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they'll take a long time. Not when we'll I say a long time, three or four years, but this guy's come straight in. They don't have to worry about him. He's already big enough. He's solid enough. He's fast enough. He's done all the training and stuff like that. And you don't have to, and they're going for a steal. If you know what I if that makes sense. It's it's
1: still hard to sort of be talking about the talking about a player like this, um, two games into his AFL career. I, I I was trying to hold back my enthusiasm during the off season. Um, he he does look like a, a real find, and and yeah. hopefully hopefully he um, can continue showing that because yeah, like it, it's 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 an extraordinary story. The idea yeah. that um, two years ago is just basically. Kicking the ball around with his mates in in second division amateurs in WA, and now he's playing in the AFL. It's yeah, it's, exactly. it's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: Obvious one, this one. Josh Bruce oh. just won Mark of the Year, didn't he? Well, it has has to be, doesn't? It? It's it, it reminds it reminds us of the blonde bombshell. Wouldn't it? What year was Trevor Barker's Mark of the Year? Eighty one.
1: Oh look, he he was robbed plenty of times. There should have been yeah. numerous Marks of the Year there. But um, yeah. yeah, no, look, it was it was a it was a great grab. But the the other. Interesting thing about it was just the fact that he also took it to the ground, too. It was a, yes. it was a, yes. it was a great grab. Look, I think, I think the problem he's got is he's taken it in, in week two, and that yep. might come back to bite him when the, when the, the season's done later on. And, and um, as we've seen in past years, with, with a few surprise results along the way, um, I'm looking at you, Daniel Rioli, sometimes yep. a, a fan base can get behind a player and the wrong result can, can come up with true. a fan-based yep. voting system. How the hell Daniel Rioli won that goal of the year? I know we sort of got everyone got caught up in the fact that um, Jeremy Howe did win Mark of the year, but that Rioli one was it was an absolute travesty. Not just not just the fact that um, the Buddy goal didn't win it. I think like the second and third options were better than Rioli's, but Rioli's wasn't even goal of the week in his week that he kicked it. So that was that was a debacle.
0: So that makes it worse, doesn't it? Really, it doesn't win in the week, but wins goal of the year. No, but he's a front runner at the moment, so. Just give him the and car. That's all you can do.
1: I'm not sure they even have a car anymore, but just give him the car.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't know. Do they have a car? I'm not sure either.
1: <laughs> all right. Enough knee-jerk reaction. Let's look at the hits and misses, what we liked and didn't like from the weekend. I'll kick things off here, Monkey. Yep. My like was, was the positive side of things. It's, it's we've, we've talked about... The fact that the Saints didn't take all their opportunities in the first quarter, but I liked the intensity that they brought to the first quarter and the first half. The 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 pressure that they put on the Bombers had them um, had them just fumbling and bumbling, and the Saints the Saints looked uh, leagues ahead of the Bombers. Um, yeah, could easily have, could easily have been you know ten goals up at halftime if they'd taken their yeah. opportunities. Um, yeah. And and there's a you know there's there's a, a thought or you could say or suggest that potentially um, you know that you give yourself those opportunities um, you'll eventually you'll eventually hold on to them um, yeah we've been waiting a little while we've been ta- we've been having creating quite a few opportunities over the past few years it hasn't quite come to fruition yet but i think i think they um, they look pretty good and um yeah if they if they if they take that intensity and 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 produce it um, for the entire game week in week out they're going to they're going to win more than they
0: lose i i, I think there's one There's many factors behind it, and I understand that. But I think the signing of Brett Ratton... Yeah, I think the signing of Brett Ratton's helped, because he brings that... He wasn't a ferocious player, but he was in and under, he tackled and stuff like that. So, and other clubs, what I've heard, is he did the same thing. So I just think he's grabbed the on-ballers and stuff, you need to tackle you need to tackle him. The intensity has to be there. You can't drop off at 10% because that's where sides roll you and stuff like that. And getting back to our point before, where we would have rolled over last year or not taking our opportunities... We stayed in the game, if you know what I mean. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Look, the, 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 on the opposite side of things, in that in that second half, when they were um, in the gun and under the pump, they they stood tall. Um, I thought the, the the best example of that was was Jaron Geary's mark. I think it was in the third quarter where he, we outpointed Dyson Heppel. Just sort of Heppel. Yep. Um, that was just like that. No, we're not going to let this one slip. And, exactly. And they didn't. And it was it was it was great to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. What was what was your hit, Monkey? Well my hit, like he's much maligned, as a lot of our small um on ballers are, but Jake it was Jade Gresham's best game by a long way. And I know he's had games where he's kicked more goals and probably had more touches. But I just think he he showed enough and showed a lot of he, he belongs at AFL level, well, one. And he belongs in, in the elite class at AFL level. I don't know how many games he played now, I wouldn't have a clue. The A uh, it'd be, it would be nearing that sort of level, but I think yeah, it's,
1: it's it's still still pretty early days.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, I got excited anyway, so I just think it was his best game by mile. Uh, yeah, he just showed enough to me that maybe future captain. I don't know, but I just think he could take this team a long way.
1: Well, I I have been banging on about Jade Gresham to you anyone that will listen for yeah. a long time. Um, I I think I think he. Yeah, you know, if, if he stays fit, he'll be in the All Australian team at the end of this year. Yes, yes. Um, he's played sixty four games. he's kicked seventy nine yep. goals. Um, yep. He's just he's just starting to like. He looks more assured than a player with those sort of with those sort of figures, especially when you consider that he hasn't exactly been playing in, in um, a powerhouse team throughout no. that time. Um, yep. And and if you look back at the games last year, where he'd get put somewhere and something would happen. You know, he'd, he'd be in the forward line, something would happen. Yep. He'd get put on the ball, something would happen. Yes. Um, there was that game against Melbourne where he, where he had quite a number of um, just electrifying clearances. Um, he He's going to be one of our... Like, in the fullness of time, he's going to be seen as an absolute steal. The fact that he yes. got through to number 18 in that draft was, was unbelievable. Um, people that sort of talk about... Um, Essendon winning that trade, the, the the Jade Carlisle trade. Don't know what they're talking about. I don't. No offense to Aaron Francis, but Jade Gresham could potentially be the best player in the competition. Um, and yeah. Aaron Francis can't be. And and we got Jade Gresham in, as part of the as part Carlisle. of the the Carlisle trade. He is a yeah. freak. And yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think you can. I I, I It was. It surprised me. How surprised people were about how good he was, and, and the talk of the fact that he's our best player, and all these sort of things. What surprised me was the fact that people didn't think we had any A graders when he is—he is the epitome of an A grader.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, and that's what excited me. Like I, and I'm a massive fan of Jack Stephen, and everyone knows that, and I still am. But Jay Gresham was just like that. Excited me. It was like, and I think last year he won game. He kicked six goals, five goals. He, yeah, like he kicked a few
1: goals. He's kicked a couple of bags along the way. And like we said before, yeah. like he's 79 goals in 64 games. Um, granted, of course, he spent a lot of time as a, a small forward and he's probably going yeah. to find himself in the midfield rotation a little bit more. But um, the, that's an indicator of a guy that sort of gets the job done when you're sort of exactly. going yes. at, at more than a yeah. goal a game. And, and look at his highlight reel already. Um, he is he is ridiculous, and I, I remember I remember when he got drafted. Of course, the one piece of, of information that we got sort of you know, rammed in our throats was the fact that his his dad was good mates with with Boomer Harvey, ex teammate of Boomer Harvey. Oh,
0: that's right. Um, yeah. The
1: other piece was that he in one of the TAC Cup, um, yeah, you know, the the yeah, not the TAC Cup, the the Teal Cup, whatever the hell they call the under yeah. national championships, he had yeah. something like seventeen clearances. He gets the ball and you can see it at, at league level too. The knock on him was he's short, but um, it doesn't seem to matter at league level either. He, he gets the ball, he wins clearances, he knows where the goals are. Um, he yeah. is, he is, He's a freak and he's only gonna get better.
0: Yeah, exactly, I agree. So it'd be interesting to see where we are at the end of the year with you, if he stays fit.
1: All right, time to talk about some of the not so good, not so good items on on Saturday. I would yep. I will add one more like though and it's it really is a miss but it's a like from our front it was the the comical scenes of 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 Jack Loney being left to collect the ball on the wing as two Essendon <laughs> players ran off the ground that was farcical but gee that was I've, that was funny
0: I've, in 35 years of football I've never seen like
1: <laughs> Or any any kind of excuse that they try to make for those two players just doesn't make doesn't make any sense like surely surely your first instinct um is to win the ball it it, it was it was laughable but Jack Loney you know Johnny on the spot picked the ball up and and drove the ball into attack um in a game where he actually he played pretty well too Jack Loney
0: he must have thought Christmas was coming once (laughs) they all ran away and apparently um I didn't pick this up till last night but I think it was Langford had got a free kick or was McKenna one of them a free kick and come straight to the bench. Yeah, and it was yeah. their kick. Yeah, it's no. like, are you, are you, kidding me? Like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But that said, though, like, of...
1: it, it was it was a little bit um, it was a little bit hard to actually have any idea where the umpire was going to point. So, I'll give that to the Essendon players. But yeah, um, it was true. more than likely going to be pointed their way. What did what yeah. did what was your miss? What what did you dislike from from Saturday? Well,
0: well, it just you know, I've always been critical of St Kilda. You know that as well as I do. But we didn't overuse the ball. But we just, and we talked about it before. It was more, more just that we we got to make it count. Like we can't. There's going to, as you said, good sides are going to roll us when we're in front. And like, but we're a young side and it's in progress. I think, as a couple of years, I think there'll be we will we will be 11 goals up against and who played like that. And it was more just. We could have easily been zero and two, and I'm talking about the week before as well, where our season could der- not derail so much after only two games. But we set our season up two and zero now. People are taking it seriously. It's not just a fluke. Gold Coast coming out big, Fremantle, if you know what I mean. So they're going, oh well, no, and we've beaten Essendon, and they're going, oh, well, Essendon was supposed to be top four side. So people are starting to talk about us now. You wouldn't think so going by the footy show, but um, yeah. So if that makes sense, look, but- ain't
1: it? It is. It is good that they're not talking about us in a way. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and um, not laugh at or sort of you know point out the fact that we're not getting talked about. But it is good that we're not getting talked about. Um, and doubly so, doubly so, probably doubly not. Doubly so is not the right thing. But I think that re- whichever way the result goes on on this weekend, we will be talked about. It will be. It's a it's a big test for us. If, if we can yeah, knock so over Fremantle over there, they'll be talking yeah. positively of the fact that we're potentially heading in the right direction if yeah. we lose all the people that have been jumping all over us all all summer about how we're gonna finish last, or we're gonna finish bottom four. Certainly finish bottom four. No way graders, no no anything like that. We'll will be jumping in with, with both feet. They've, they've 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 shut their mouths but they're they're gearing they're up to, to give it yeah. give it to us with both barrels. Especially yeah. our friend Dar- Damien Barrett who just uh, you just just has nothing good to say for us. Say about no, us?
0: Well, he never has. So I remember even the premiership, no, when we were in the grand finals, he never said anything good about us. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, my my dislike, and I, I've,
1: I've got to stop being so umpire focused. But there are a few decisions on the weekend that were just absolutely mind bending. The the rush behind against Jack Loney, where he's yes. he's rushed, staggered, and gone through. Thirteen times out of a hundred, at best that gets paid. And yeah. then to not pay one, you know, two quarters later, pretty much the exact same scenario. The deliberate out of bounds, um, you know, one was one was one was obviously deliberate out of bounds, but the other one hardly ever gets paid. But the 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 best one, the the most ridiculous decision of the day still has to be Jake Stringer getting a holding the ball free kick for clipping clipping um, Jack Nunes around the head, um, didn't, didn't lay a tackle, didn't actually claim just him in a tackle, just clipped him around him. the head. Yeah. Um, you know. So one, it should have been a free kick to St Kilda because it was too high, and two, you've got to actually tackle a bloke to be holding the yeah. ball, but that didn't really seem to matter to the umpire who, who then awarded um, who awarded the holding the ball, and then of course it was ended up being a 50-minute penalty because Jack Steele came in and remonstrated and about the head-high tackle that the umpire didn't see in the first place.
0: Yeah, uh, the umpires are, you know, you could go on for days, couldn't you? And for those, but, that, and
1: for those listeners who, who don't know what I'm talking about, jump on our Twitter or Facebook um, at Animal Enclosure and you'll see a clip of the, well, pardon the pun, uh, a clip of Jake Stringer's clip on uh, Jack Nunes. And, and um, yeah, you'll, you'll agree it's it's a bit, of, it's a bit ridiculous,
0: really. Exactly. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on,
1: get paid. All that glitters
0: is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold.
1: (laughs) Only shooting stars break the mold, but we're going to nominate four players... Monkey and I as to who we thought were the best players on the field for St Kilda. We're gonna ask you, our listeners, to 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 choose your favorite and we will accumulate the votes across the year um, to award a, a player of the year, all-star of the year for St Kilda in, in 2019. Monkey, yes. give us your nomination for all-star of round two.
0: Josh Bruce, I reckon Boss. I reckon it was his best game. Finally getting back to some of the 2017 form that he had. I know he had an interrupted year last year, but he just had an impact. Any, anywhere he went, obviously, with the mark of the year, and kicked three goals, I think off the top of my head. Um, and just two had goals, an impact. Two. two goals, sorry. Two goals, thank you. Um, just had an impact around the ground, even the week before he took that mark, back line, saved the game. Um, I just think he, it's going to be season. Yeah, when, when I say that, I, he might only kick 50 goals, but well, 50 goals a lot. We'll take 50 goals, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think he's a very important player. I know there's a lot of people like memory and and all that, but I think Josh Bruce is probably one of our top three or four most important players. Yeah, and we um, missed him. Know.
1: We missed him when he was out injured last year. We did last
0: year, big time. Yeah.
1: So the, the other interesting and important stat um, for for Bruce on the weekend was four tackles. Um, yeah. He um, he he laid a lot of pressure up forward and um, yes, and wasn't just kicking them,
0: but sort of helping. Set up um, more shots at goal. Well, that probably wasn't in his game. I don't. Tw- two years ago, that wasn't in his game. Like you, you, like everyone tackles, but that to have four tackles in one game, well, you probably say he wouldn't have had four tackles last year.
1: I nominate Jack Billings. He he is definitely a skilled player that is much maligned amongst the supporter group. Um, even even after Saturday's performance, there are many on social media that have questioned how good a game he actually had. But um, I think that is to do the young saint, a disservice. He had twenty-eight possessions. He was a leading possession getter on the ground. Um, may not have been um, getting those touches at the coal face, but um, when he got the ball, he, he used it well. Um, and um, he is an important cog in our in our side. Classy player. Um, is he
0: our best? Is he our best? Juice? He could.
1: He at his best. He is. He, he, yeah. He's been he's been down for a little while now. I think yeah. his confidence's been knocked around. But um, but yeah, like if if he can if he can keep sort of of improving along the way, or um, well, yeah, sort of just get back to what we know he can do. Um, he he will be very important for us. Yes. Like even um, yeah. So uh, look, he, he he is class. I think.
0: Yes, he is class. So I just think he's much more line. So and look at how these young guys will come through. So.
1: What is? My... Who is your number to Jordan? Not
0: is, this. This isn't any particular order, but who's your next nomination for? All well, next nomination is Jack Steele. Um, we all know the influence that Merritt had last year and probably the last two years, over excellently, and he's he probably won more games than lost. Um, but he just tagged him out of the game, pretty much. Um, now everyone's going to say, "Well, Merritt's off," blah blah blah. Well, yeah, okay, but he's still there. It doesn't matter if he's off or not. And I think he went on to Shield for a bit as well, if I remember rightly. Um, and I rate Shield, Dylan Shield, a lot. Um, Dylan still got a few possessions, but um, I think Jack Steele, I think he's found his calling. He still gets a lot of the ball. I think he had 23 touches. Yeah, 23 touches. 23 touches. Um, still gets a lot of the ball, but I think maybe he is the old-fashioned tagger.
1: Seven tackles. Um,
0: Bebun. Seven tackles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seven tackles. Um, not sure how many score involvements I didn't get that far, but um, yeah, I just think he took the influence and merit out of the game and shielded to a certain point. Yeah. yeah,
1: getting that, um, getting answering, answering out, answering Alan Richardson's call for a tagger um, in the Gold Coast game last year has been yes. uh, has turned his career around. Like I, I, I really liked him, but um, it's since that, since that moment, he's yeah. actually really turned his his um game around. I have got the the job of of nominating the most obvious nomination, um, Jade Gresham. Uh, what what can you say? He will he will get the three Brownlow votes. Um, he had yeah 25 disposals, two goals, two goal assists. Um, the boy's a freak. Um, I, I I don't know what more to say. Um, but of course we're asking asking our listeners to 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 vote on it. So please jump on jump on Facebook or Twitter at Animal Enclosure and get voting so we can um, reward a animal enclosure all star of 2019 at season's end. Definitely, definitely. So that's that's our first first edition for 2019, monkey. Not too painful. It, well, um, no, it,
0: was, it was better than last year. <laughs> all the issues we had. So so, so no, very good. Big test for the Saints
1: next next weekend. So hopefully we can be talking about some the team taking another step forward. Hope you can all join us next week as we go as we go through it all once more.
0: Thanks, mates. No problem mate, all good.